You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. What's up, everybody? We've got more shenanigans coming out of Seattle. Can you imagine that? Can you believe that? Crazy stuff happening in Seattle. This time, it doesn't really have the ending you would think, considering it's a story about the peaceful protesters. But it's a story nonetheless, and it's kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, that figures, that kind of thing happening in in downtown Seattle. Before we get into it, if you're new here, thanks for joining. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news that reasonable people want to hear. Why are we talking about a car speeding through a, a carjacker? A fight happens, a carjacking happens, and then the carjacking goes right through the middle of a group of protesters, part of the 300 nights of protesting. Why does this stuff happen in Seattle? It doesn't happen in my hometown of Bellevue, adjacent to Seattle. doesn't happen anywhere else, just Seattle. Probably doesn't happen in your hometown either. And you want to keep it that way, right? Right? Nobody wants this kind of stuff going on. But it's out there and we need to talk about it. It's important. Carjacker hits multiple vehicles, speeds through group of Seattle protesters. I saw this story. I'm like, what? What do we got going there? And I'm looking at a picture for those of you on the audio portion of this podcast, which is what a podcast is, as opposed to the YouTube. Watch it with your eyeballs. It is a black Honda, similar to the one of the ones that I think my kids had. And it is not looking good. Front bumper completely off, right quarter panel demolished. It ran into a fire hydrant and it lost the battle. It lost the battle. Car parts kind of strewing all over, cop in the background. So that's how that ended. Wreck. I don't think anybody was majorly hurt, though. Seattle police arrested a suspected carjacker Thursday night, last night. I'm recording this to you on a Friday. After he was alleged to have driven the stolen vehicle through a crowd of protesters. Don't you love it in the media where they have to use alleged, allegedly, just, hey, we all know what happened. And we know you're innocent. I mean, guilty until proven innocent, that whole thing. We know that, but it just kind of drives me crazy. Oh, you got to use the right words. You can't just say, yeah, I saw him drive through the stolen vehicle because we don't know for sure. Hasn't been proved in a court of law. But we saw it happen. Uh, We're still going to have to say allegedly anyway, right? Roughly 100 people gathered around 6 p.m. Thursday at Cal Anderson Park. There is Cal Anderson Park again, a hotbed of activity in Seattle. As part of, they gathered at Cal Anderson Park, which was Chop. That's the Chop Park, right? Chop slash jazz. Seattle's infamous Chop Jazz from last summer. As part of a call to defund the Seattle Police Department and invest in black communities. So we're still protesting that. The peaceful protesters are at it. They they want to defund the Seattle police. But that, that battle is going the other way, right? I mean, we're spending some more money. We're back filling the overtime uh, pay of the Seattle Police Department. And we're also paying for some other stuff. So that battle, not going well for the peaceful protesters. They are not going to get their 50% defund the Seattle Police Department. That's not happening. That ship has sailed and we are going full circle around the other way because we need police officers in our communities to keep the city safe. That is how that works. And if you don't have enough, guess what? Your city isn't safe. Criming happens. There's no follow-up, right? And invest in black communities, okay, all right, 
we can go down the streets and do those chants and those marches and you're free to do that. And as long as you don't break any laws, you know, that is one of your constitutional rights, free speech, do that. But it just always seems like these protests, and it's part of the reason we're talking about this, these protests always bring out this element of something wildly outside of the law. Somebody's always doing something really sketchy, or it's just bringing a bunch of sketchy people together, and they end up doing something allegedly sketchy, right? The group, which included Seattle Council candidate and local activist Nikita Oliver, marched downtown and stopped in front of Seattle Police Department's West Precinct. I bet you the businesses on this route, this little protest route, they get so tired of having these protesters come by because they just, they tag things up. They're just, they're annoying. They're not really protesting anything, right? They're just running around, making a bunch of noise, not really getting anywhere. But man, they're, they're doing their protesting thing. It's, I guess most of them don't have jobs because otherwise they wouldn't be doing this kind of thing with such consistency. I don't know. I don't really know any of these protesters because I don't really hang out with people who, you know, defund the police. That's a little beyond my, um, I'm just not down with it. Not down with it at all. Uh, and then they stopped in front of the Seattle Police Department's West Precinct, which is not far away from the East Precinct, East Precinct right there in Cal Anderson Park. Um, or it's like a block away, a couple of blocks away. I wonder if they stay, they still have the metal fence up on the East Precinct. I think so, because otherwise we'd, We'd hear about that. A um, lot of goings on at the East Precinct. That's the one. If you don't, uh, if you you remember, during Chop, the mayor, Seattle's mayor, basically said, "Yeah, abandon your police, uh, your uh, your precinct. The East, abandon the East Precinct. We'll just, you know, we'll do give it to the peaceful protesters as a as a as an olive branch, as a show of respect." Because it's the summer of love until it wasn't until a couple of black kids got murdered. That's how that went, right? While marchers were moving through the downtown core, a fight was reported near 11th and Pike. We've got a fight going on. How often does just a random fight break out, say, near the grocery store that you shop in? Doesn't happen to me very often. No, not, not often at all, Right. But this kind of stuff is always happening in Seattle, always in these areas where you've got the peaceful protesting going. I'm not saying it's cause and effect, but ah, kind of feels that way at times, right? Now I'm looking at a tweet from the uh, Seattle Department of Transportation, SDOT Traffic, their tweet, the 300-day march on East Pine Street at Broadway, blocking all westbound and eastbound lanes moving westbound. Use caution and seek alternate routes. I am okay with protesting, but... When they do this, it, you know, and they shut down traffic and then they go on I-5, go on 405, you know, one of them gets killed, one of them gets injured and they, and they all wonder, oh, what's going on? You are protesting and you are walking down the middle of a major thoroughfare and stuff is bound to happen. Just kind of crazy. So the fight was the result of a suspect injuring a victim and then stealing the victim's black Honda Accord. The carjacker then sped away, sped away. So you jack a car, you speed away, crashed into multiple cars. Uh, just couldn't, couldn't get the driving down, was in such a hurry. Oh my gosh. 
I hurt somebody. Uh, I jacked their car. Let's go. Uh, we're bouncing somebody else's car off of other people's cars. We don't really care about that because it's not our car. That's one of the benefits of carjacking is you can do whatever you want with the vehicle you're in. And um, you, you know what, it's not your own personal property. So it, that's, you know, it's all it's a hall pass, you just drive and smash into whatever you want, including a fire hydrant. So it crashed into multiple cars and was then reported by Seattle Police Department to have sped through the group of protesters. And I did look at a few uh, feeds from the peaceful protesters. And um, yeah, the car kind of just went right through the middle. It was just like, whoa, bad timing. I'm surprised it didn't hit somebody. Before slamming into a fire hydrant near Westlake Avenue North and Thomas Street. And that was the fire hydrant that won the, that battle. It did fire hydrant one, black Honda Accord zero, zero. That car is totaled out. Um, all right. So here's a tweet from the Seattle Police Department. Officers clearing the scene of a collision at Westlake Avenue North and Thomas Street. Driver of the black Honda is in custody after carjacking a victim in Capitol Hill, crashing into multiple other cars, and reportedly driving through a group of marchers. Hashtag downtown. <laughs> I mean, this stuff is just wild. It, 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 this shouldn't be happening. And yet... City of Seattle has got this ongoing. I was reading another story that right before I, I did this podcast, um, I've got all these news alerts and stuff that come through to me. And one of them was, we have a, a, a chain of restaurants here called Dick's, Dick's Drive-In, and they're amazing. If you saw some of my chop stuff, I usually ate at Dick's after chop, after I did my, you know, running around shooting some footage. Not because it's good. It's not because it is good food for you, but it's really good comfort food. They have good hamburgers, good fries, and uh, it's just one of those iconic Seattle places you go to. Who doesn't want a bag of dicks, right? I mean, pun intended. Um, and, and that's kind of part of the thing. It's like uh, this is an old school, established. Seattle fast food restaurant. And they have one up in Lake City, which is kind of a sketchy area of, of Seattle. It's north of downtown by probably, I'm guessing seven miles north and east. And uh, they had their fourth incident with a gun and violence last night, or no, Wednesday night. They're going to be shutting down for a couple of days because they've just, you know, that's the fourth time, I think, within three months, they've had an incident that the night crew had to deal with involving violence. And they decided, no, oh, we're going to take a break for a couple of days, give our crew some, uh, some time to kick back and, you know, not deal with violence at work. And also, it'll give us a little time to bring in some extra security. That was the bottom line, right? Hey, we need to beef up security at Dick's. No pun intended with the word beef there. Um, but this is just ongoing stuff. It's like, what? That doesn't that doesn't happen over here in Bellevue. It doesn't happen in Redmond. It doesn't happen in Kirkland. And these are all suburban cities that don't have these kind of influences. But then you go just a few miles into Seattle with their nuttiness there, and you deal with a fight, a carjacker, a protest, streets being shut down, just some utter nuttiness. Seattle needs to get Somebody's got somebody's got to get a hold of that bad boy, right? And just kind of put it right right in the direction. Somebody needs to become mayor of Seattle that actually has some direction, has some, I don't know, foresight of where things could go. They could be reimagined, rethought, and just be better. 
I don't know. Crazy. Seattle Fire Department responders treated the initial carjacking victim and those injured at the eventual crash site downtown. No protesters were reportedly harmed. It's a good thing nobody was harmed, right? I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but um, you just kind of expect it in this thing. If you guys remember, one of the uh, one of the funnier things I remember from last summer was uh, Salty Cracker. If you ever follow him on YouTube, now he is a little bit abrasive and uses a vocabulary that I choose not to use on podcasting because I don't want to kind of be, I don't want to be that really hardcore guy using the F-bomb every other word. But Salty Cracker, that's his thing. That's his deal. He is very direct in his descriptions of what he sees as kind of some of the problems of the world. And uh, he was describing when last summer, the Antifa basically had a dance party on I-5 here in Seattle. Police, the uh, state patrol, they shut shut the uh, I-5 down, which is a major freeway. And the uh, protesters had a little dance party. And then a guy came on the freeway where you should be driving, came on super fast and hit a couple of the protesters, and one of the protesters ended up dying. A salty cracker kind of made fun of that, and he was making fun of the damage that happened to the car. And um, a lot of people found that pretty entertaining, but that's kind of not really a direction I would go. And I understand his point. Um, but he, it was, he was talking about all this damage and you thought he was going to be talking about the protester and it was, he was describing the damage to the Jaguar vehicle that had been injured in said accident. I don't know what happened to that guy, but I, I don't think he did it on purpose. Um, and that story just kind of disappeared. I think that was an accident, but it was no accident that the protesters were on I-5 having a dance party. There is video footage, I think it was a Facebook post of the kids right before the car came on and mowed a couple of them down, injuring one severely and killing another. Um, you know, this kind of stuff ongoing and people wonder, ooh, how did people get injured in this when you've got a gun at a hamburger store? I mean, this just sounds like something out of New York City. In, you know, the 1970s, early 1980s, before it got cleaned up. That's the look that Seattle has right now. Um, finishing out this article, Seattle Police Department took the suspected carjacker into custody Thursday night. What do you think will happen to him? Probably not much. Did they even prosecute him? Ah, carjacking? That's kind of getting into that area of, well... This is a little bit more than, I don't know, petty theft. Yeah, it is. Or, you know, tagging a building, something like that. We have just so much of that going on. Um, selling drugs, buying drugs, you know, having drugs. That's not even a discussion anymore. Have as many drugs as you want. Just, you know, take them, don't take them, sell them, don't sell them. Pass them out to your friends. Because here in Seattle, you know, we're, we're going to be okay with it. You guys just do whatever you need to. You know, life is tough. Make yourself numb. You can kind of get through life that way. And when I say these things, I'm, of course, kidding. Because I don't want to see anybody become addicted to drugs. Because that is a brutal drill to get off of. But we're not really doing anything in Seattle about trying to prevent people from going down these roads. The barriers to entry, you know, in the drug trade are virtually none. 
and um, so much of this stuff is going on. And it feels like in a lot of instances, we've just kind of given up and we're just letting things happen. Will this carjacker, he, he went into custody, will he be prosecuted? Man, who knows, right? I mean, probably not. Hey, you didn't kill anybody. You did wreck that person's car, although insurance will probably take care of that. Uh, we need you to be a better human being. Please don't get in in fights. Please don't beat somebody up. Please don't steal cars. Please don't endanger the peaceful protesters by running through their protest with your vehicle in the future. Could you do that? Your Honor, I promise I won't do that again. What are the odds a carjacking happens and the guy runs it through the protesters? I don't know. I don't know. I had to read this story, though, because otherwise, you're just like, hey, nothing's really going on in Seattle. So one of the story and one of the reasons I read this was one of the storylines that I kind of keep hearing is the fact that, you know, winter in Seattle, it's pretty mild compared to a lot of places you guys live or some of you live, where you guys have like 10 feet of snow, and you literally walk to school uphill both ways, or you did when you were a kid. Um, I always think that's a funny one. It's like, how do you walk uphill? Oh, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. But one of the things I always hear about is, uh, you know, our protests really dropped off when the weather got just a little cool here in, in uh, Seattle. And they really dropped off also in Portland. We share basically the same weather. Portland gets hotter in the summer, and it's also colder in the winter. They get they had a massive snowstorm when we had a snowstorm here, but our snowstorm wasn't nearly as bad as Portland's. And by massive, I mean more than like four inches. You get a couple inches on the ground here in Seattle, people freak the f out. They really do. Can't drive in the snow. We don't really know what to do. We also can't drive in the rain either. It if it's been like um, sunny or partly just cloudy and partly sunny for like a couple of weeks. And we get a rainstorm in Seattle, traffic becomes gridlock, people can't get home. And this is in Seattle, known for rain. But when that first rainstorm hits after a couple of weeks, people are, oh, geez, it's raining again. What are we doing? Nah, you just got all that oil on the road and uh, it's slick and people are like, they're not, oh, yeah, I forgot it rains in Seattle every damn day. Hasn't rained here for 10 days. Jeez, and can't, can't remember how to drive. Give people a little extra space. Don't go fast and you won't rear anybody, rear end anybody. But that's what happens. But when we had the, the, the weather set in, you noticed the peaceful protest just dropped off. Not as much fun to be outside in the rain. Not as much fun to be outside in the rain at night when it's colder. That's not a happening. Just not happening. And one of the storylines is this summer will be Protest City 2.0. I think it's got legs. I think that will happen. I don't think this stuff goes away. I think the peaceful protesters come out. We'll have another couple of incidences that are the exception to the rule. And all eyes will be on those. And we will be right back in the flow of the peaceful protesting going on. And it might not even be peaceful. It might have some other stuff going on. Don't know. But that is one of the storylines I heard. Um, I heard, what did I hear? The, um, oh, it was one of the, sh I can't remember, was it a shooting? I can't remember. I can't even remember what story it was, but I do remember the correlation of they're trying to kick out the trial until summertime because that is a better, more opportune time. 
to have the protesting going on. And you've always got these conspiracy theories. People are always – and you guys are always sending me stuff and it's and I read through it. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. That sounds a little sketchy. I need, to, I need some more info on that. I need some more fact because you can't read and believe everything you see. You, you've got to have some kind of filter out there. And on some of these stories, they're so nutty that you're just like, either that's a great story or that is just complete nonsense. And a lot of times it's nonsense, but it has a, a kernel of truth in there. So do people want to hold out having some of these trials of, of incidents that happened last year until summer so we can have better, you know, protesting weather and really get people riled up because people get more agitated in the summer, especially in warm weather states, right? It's hot. The heat makes it's like it stirs up the hornet's nest. People get worked up. They can do their thing at night because it's going to be hot. It's going to be sunny the next day. Not here in Seattle. We kind of shut everything down. And then we have a, you know, a couple of months. And that's when, you know, last June and July, that's when our protesting was just at its utter zenith. We were at the peak there. Like uh, CHOP got shut down, I think, uh, July 1st, July 5th, sometime right in there. Um, and it was nice weather. I was down there a bunch we didn't have any rain, which is a miracle. But summer here in Seattle starts on July 5th. That is the official rule up until July 4. Don't plan any outdoor activities, which is very unlike the rest of the country. The rest of the country, we feel like anyway, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but we feel like everybody else gets good weather. And then Seattle brings up the rear sometime in July, we might get that yellow ball in the sky coming out more than once in a you know, in a weekly period. Then we get some amazing weather. And then it all goes right back to crap again, come like late September. And then we've just got nine months of brutal gloom and doom and rain. It's not that bad. It's pretty easy to live with. Yesterday, we had a we had a period where I actually did see the sun and some blue sky and some clouds. And it was delightful. It was wonderful. I felt like I was back in Hawaii, other than the fact it was 48 degrees outside in the middle of the afternoon. So you got to take what you can get um, weather wise here in Seattle. But I think once the warmer weather starts to hit, we're going to see more of this protesting going on. And you know, we're, you know, who's going to cover it? I am right here in the Seattle real estate podcast. Why? Because you guys want to hear about it. And I'm curious, too. It's like, what is going on in Seattle? Same thing in Portland, same thing in a lot of these other cities. But we've really got an epicenter going on here of peaceful protesting. Um, and so as these stories continue, I will share them with you right here in the Seattle real estate podcast. Thank you so much for sending in stuff to me. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, it's Sean, S-E-A-N. I know I spell it weird because when I was born, I chose the spelling of my name, not my parents. I I put it right there on my birth certificate. And I know it's annoying because you want to spell it S-H-A-W-N. That's not my name. It's S-E-A-N. Sean at Seattle Real Estate Podcast dot com. Love having you guys send me stories. Um, and then I, I somebody sends me a story and I read it. I always try and respond. Hey, thanks so much. I read this story. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Thanks for being part of the community. So that's it. I'm going to go record another one because I got, I got another one about California and something. I mean, California is just, they've, they've got stuff going on. We got to talk about that too. All right. Thanks for being here again. I'll catch up with you guys soon. Stay safe until then. Bye for now. Don't forget. 
forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.